The views and opinions expressed on the following program are those of the host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the policy or position of Owen TV's management, staff, or board of directors. Hello, everyone, and welcome to About Town. My name is Sarah Luxinger, and I have two guests today, uh, Misty Phillips and Pastor Kent Clark. How are you both doing? Great. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And you guys are from Grace Centers of Hope. Um, first things first, where did both of you guys grow up? Oh. I'll start with you. Ladies first. Well, I grew up <laughs> up north in Leland and Traverse City, so teeny tiny towns. But beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful area. And you? Well, I basically grew up in uh, Warren. Uh, my dad pastored a church there in Warren, mm-hmm. and we moved up here in 1950. Gotcha. So uh, been, been in Michigan a while. Yes, yes. Um, okay, so you brought up your father. Were your parents really big superhero fans? Because your name... <laughs> is Kent Clark. Yeah. And that uh, reversed is Clark Kent, which for you Generation Zers out there who don't know this, that's Superman. <laughs> I'm just the opposite. Um, no, my mother says uh, that she didn't get uh, my name from Superman. Well, no. I guess it was a, just a wonderful coincidence. Was Superman around in 1944? You know what? I... Th- I I don't know. <laughs> and I'm not going to, I'm not even going to uh, Go pre- pretend I know because I, my shop, Sarah's Bath Boutique, is two doors down from the comic shop, primetime. So I'm not even going to do oh. that because they will fact check you. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to go through that whole process. Um, okay. So backing up a little waves, uh, Grace Centers of Hope. Um, I got to admit, I did not do a lot of research on you guys initially. When I, when I first met Misty, so just a little background, um, I donate some products uh, every couple months, and Misty makes it extremely easy to donate. So thank you very much for coming and picking up stuff. Oh, thank you. But everyone I talked to about Grace Centers of Hope had only good things to say, and then Misty made it so easy to donate, I never really did a lot of research. That being said, all last week and the week before when I got you guys on the calendar, I started going down the rabbit hole with you or with the organization. And I would like to read the mission statement and the vision statement, if you don't mind. Sure. All right. Okay. So the mission statement is, uh, Grace Centers of Hope is a nonprofit Christian organization committed to positively changing the lives of the unwanted, addicted, and homeless through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, personal accountability, life skills, education, and work-related programs. And your vision is through a loving Christian community, all, oops, I can't even read my, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't read my handwriting, Um, all centered around Grace Gospel Fellowship Church. We provide hope, jobs, and stability for each of our residents for many years to come. And then I had a question, and I did not have to scroll down very far, and it was in the same font, and it answered it. You guys do not deny anyone, regardless of race, religion, sexual orientation, or other background. 
I was so impressed with what I read about your organization. Um, I'm not particularly religious. My parents let me make that decision on my own when I was going through confirmation. I did everything I had to do, and I give them lots of credit for letting my sister and I, you know, just make that decision for us. And I hope that it's take, this is taken as the compliment that I, I truly, truly mean it to be. I am so impressed with your organization. Um, the fact that you guys look at the whole person. Um, it's not, you're not just giving a, a fish for a day. You're teaching how to uh, fish. And your programs are year-long. And then you have follow-up and accountability. So I would love to hear what you have to say about your organization. After I read all about it. And read about you, Pastor uh, Clark. Um, I, I would love to hear your. Uh, how did you get involved? How did you start this? Like, what what is your vision for the uh, other than the vision statement? What is your vision of Grace Nurse of Hope? Well, you know, I I've been there for almost forty years now mm-hmm. at uh, what was the old Pontiac Rescue Mission. Right, that's what we were. Uh, and when I, I was asked to be on the board, so I, I got on the board. We lost the CEO, and they asked me to fill in because I was a pastor and only worked a couple times a week, you know, pastors. Right. And yeah. um, so they asked me to fill in, and uh, they never looked actually for another CEO, and I resigned from the board and became CEO of and then we changed the name about 15 or more years ago to Grace Centers of Hope because of our philosophy. Actually, Grace Centers of Hope is the oldest, largest shelter in the state of Michigan. If you'd put all of them together uh-huh. here in Oakland County, they wouldn't do what we do there at Grace Centers. And what makes us unique is, uh, first of all, that we are um, Christian-based, faith-based. Uh-huh. We receive no government funding, mm-hmm. none whatsoever. Our budget is right at $7 million a year. We live in the greatest country in the world, uh, the most giving people in the entire world, and all of those uh, dollars come from people who care about mm-hmm. other people. Um, when I went to Pontiac Rescue Mission, we were basically – this sounds a little rough, but basically we were a feeding trough for homeless people. Mm-hmm. Same people in, same people out, feed them, clothe them, shelter them. They'd draw a welfare check, disappear, buy their drugs, uh, and be back. And and mainly at that time, uh, it was all men uh, that came to Grace Centers. And then women and children started coming. My wife joined me there as our women's director and mm-hmm. um I give you guys a lot of credit. My husband and I are both attorneys. If we worked at the same firm, I don't know what would have happened. Really? It would not have been good. No, because <laughs> we practice different different uh, areas of law, so that's the first reason why we wouldn't have been in the same firm. But also, attorneys can get a little, you know, testy. Yeah. So your wife is the director of the women's program. Yes. And you're the Dr. CEO. Pam Clark. She's been there yep. 30 years. Uh, will be this month, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 30 years. Uh, she's done a great job. We have a wonderful women and children's mm-hmm. program there, full-time daycare to care for the kids. That was the other thing. I, I am going to put uh, interrupt you there for a second. That was one of the – so my sister just had her second kid. She has two under two right now. She's an ER doctor. Mm. 
Try being following that up <laughs> as the younger sister. Just saying. Um, no, uh, I love my sister very much. And her kids are objectively the cutest children in the world. Um, it was in her and her husband. I, I mean, during the pandemic, um, her husband was working from home, but Andrew still had to go to the hospital. It was very, very difficult for them to find childcare. Um, they ended up getting known. They, they live out uh, close to D.C. So they ended up getting an au pair, but it was a process. And, you know, both working full time, jumping through hoops, trying to get, you know, childcare. It's that's a very big issue. Uh, so when I saw that you guys provide that for the families and because most of your residents, I think it was like 90 percent have some sort of addiction issue. Um, you know, you don't you work with the courts, you try to keep the families together and then you provide daycare. That is that's I think that's what really separates you from a lot of other organizations. Well, I, I believe that, too, Sarah. But, you know, you take a mother or a father who come to Grace Centers. They've been using drugs. Maybe their children have been taken away by the courts because mm-hmm. they haven't been good parents. Um, what we do is, uh, and Oakland County Court Judicial System has been wonderful in working with us to mm-hmm. get the kids back with mom. So the kids uh, get back with mom or, or dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a daycare there that Shows them an extreme a lot of love, uh, family like atmosphere really, mm-hmm. and kids b- bounce back so fast. Really, what's happening in our world today is atrocious uh, to children. Uh, the trafficking and everything mm-hmm. that goes on right here in our own little county. Yeah, uh, really. Uh, so, a loving mom and dad and having those children as moms going and dads are going through our program, getting their life back, mm-hmm. becoming productive citizens themselves, those children are right there within 60 feet of where mom is in the life skills program, getting her life back. So she has them with her while she's getting her life back. And that's a big thing at Grace Centers. Um, like I said, years ago when I went to Pontiac Rescue Mission, we were feeding and clothing mm-hmm. homeless people. Um, to me, if that's all you're doing, uh, that's not good charity. I want to see people get their life back mm-hmm. and become productive citizens. So, yes, you're right. Most of our people are have been on drugs and or alcohol and have totally lost their bearing in life. And to see them come around and get their life back and um, go through our program, and then we have an aftercare program where after you've gone through the one-year program, you go to aftercare, live there two years in aftercare where you are held accountable and responsible mm-hmm. for your life choices and uh, see you get off of the drugs, um, what I call the demons uh, mm-hmm. that have destroyed your life and your family life and your children's life, to see them get off and began to um, live the American dream. Uh, we give them the opportunity to become homeowners. Our, our slogan is kind of from homelessness to homeownership. Uh, we have over 50, 54 now. 54. 54 houses mm-hmm. there in Pontiac that we've seen beautifully restored. Most of them were built in early 1900s and uh, beautiful homes. 
we got them at the Oakland County auction. Mm-hmm. I say sometimes we pay $10 for them at the auction. This was a few years ago. Yes, yes. And uh, after we got them, I thought as we started to fix them up, maybe we paid too much for them. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they were in bad repair yeah, is what I'm saying. Yeah. But to see the families uh, come together, get their life back, and um, are just productive people. And we'll get into uh, the programs, what it looks like in a minute. I am going to switch over to Misty for a second. How did you get involved with Grace Centers of Hope? Because you're the director of um, donor outreach. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I started there in human resources. Okay. So I was just at a point I was teaching college. The college I was teaching at was um, closing down their campus near us. And so I had just an opportunity to sort of sit back and say, what do I want to do? And I knew I wanted to work in nonprofit and I preferably in a Christian organization. So I actually, I saw a posting that Grace Centers was looking for human resources and that's, I have a master's in human resources. So I applied for it and there you go. I would say it was quick, but someone was on vacation. And <laughs> so I didn't hear back from him. Hint, hint. <laughs> but actually when I came in, i I met with pastor and I knew right away, like, this is a place that I wanted to work. So that was, uh, seven years ago, actually. Yeah. Beginning of 2014. Well, that's great. I remember, um, you know, there's always horror stories about waiting so long to find out you have a job. (laughs) Once I waited nine months. Um, (laughs) and then once I, my first job out of, uh, law school, when I just found out I had passed the bar exam, uh, which is like, Four months after you graduate and you take the exam, then you got to wait four months. Uh, my my then boss um, interviewed me. This is 2012, so it was uh, legal market was oversaturated. Um, jobs were few and far between. So, you know, I go, I interview. He's like, "All right, well, you did great, but I'm not. I, I have a lot of other interviewees, and." Uh, if I don't get back to you by Friday, I, you don't have the job. I'm not going to call you and let you know that you didn't get the job. Just, you know, if I don't, if you don't hear from me, you didn't get it. Okay. Friday came and went. I didn't hear anything. That Sunday night, he calls. He's like, I'm in Hawaii. You got the job. Go in on Monday morning and let the guy that you're replacing know that oh. he was leaving. He was leaving, like, on good terms. Oh, he, he okay. was, But <laughs> I had to walk up and be like, so I'm the new hire. I don't know if you got an email or anything yeah. from Howard yet, but he's in Hawaii. Anyway, it all it, it worked out. And then the um, accountant came in. She's like, "So how much did he say he was going to pay you?" I was like, "Yeah, that's Ooh. an opportunity for you right there. Um, <laughs> you your own salary, X amount, and a lot of benefits. <laughs> that's how much." <laughs> no, <laughs> I was honest. Probably shouldn't have been. Now they think about it, but. Neither here nor there. So your boss was on vacation when you were getting hired. Yeah, it was only a, a matter of a week or so until I heard. But I, like I said, I knew right away. Mm-hmm. I liked the transparency of the organization. I loved the mission. Oh, and that is another thing I saw on like charity.com. It's a, it's a website that Charity showed, Navigator. Yes. 100% in transparency and um, accounting or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But transparency. 
I don't think a lot of other organizations have a hundred, a ranking of a hundred percent and four stars. And Very true. I, yeah, that's, that's pretty incredible. So and that's impo- important to us and important to our donors to see that, mm-hmm. to know. I, I think people, the American people are um, impressed with that uh, this is not forced giving, that they are supporting a charitable organization uh, that doesn't receive government funding, mm-hmm. that uh, we're dependent on people out there, people helping people. Mm-hmm. Um, I often say this, uh, a cold check from Washington is not what a drug addict needs. Mm-hmm. It really needs a person to come alongside and to be of help to them. And that's what the Grace Centers is. There's a real uh, family, loving, caring um, atmosphere there. Well, as a, um, you know, I, I donate some products. Um, we'll get in. Uh, how many residents do you say you would have on average a year? Kind of like the children, counting children, women, counting children, men. children, women, and men all, all together. Three, four hundred. We can do, well, I have the actual figures from oh. last year. Oh. If you want. Okay. <laughs> well, let's be even more specific. <laughs> Well, I can tell you that last year we had 42,351 nights of stay. That, that's a lot of nights. Mm-hmm. And we served uh, 127,053 meals. That's a lot. That's a lot of meals. Because one person gets how many meals a day? There, Three? Three? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Sometimes lunch, you're on your own. So three times 365. I'm not a math person. I'm not even going to try to calculate it in my head. And that's just one person. That, that's a lot of meals. It's a lot of meals. That's a lot of meals, and that's a lot of nights. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. And um, so now I'm like, oh, man, now I need to give you more lip balm when you come. <laughs> um, but as, as, you know, as a donor, I appreciate the transparency and the little touches that you guys do. And they're not little. I mean, they're big. But, for instance, Misty sent me um, a packet of letters that were written in response to, you know, just body scrub. It's not, you don't even, I didn't even second, give it a second thought when I was putting the box together and giving it away. And I am not ashamed to say I had to put a, I'll be back in 15 minutes on my shop door and go and have a moment in the back workroom because as I was reading those, it's just, it's very powerful. And, you know, I, you got me for life now. <laughs> but that was very amazing to, to read those um those letters. So thank you for that. Uh, got, you got a good donor outreach person, director. <laughs> um, okay, so you've got some events coming up. You've got mm-hmm. two in April. We have our fashion show coming yes. up next week, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, next Thursday, 7 p.m. It is virtual, but we have got, I went this morning and looked at the majority of our auction items, and they are awesome. You would definitely want to sign up. It's free to register, mm-hmm. and you'll be sent a link via text to start looking at those auction items and start bidding. I actually got to write a, a part to of that. On and my to-do list today, it, that was actually something yeah, I needed you, to sign you up donated for. donated to that, so you'll want to check out your own donation, too. Right. I might, you know, <laughs> help up that uh, the silent auction. Well, is it a silent auction? It is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fashion show part of that. Yep. So there will be a, a program running on uh, the 22nd. Starts at 7 p.m. Okay. 
So normally that is in person. Obviously, we've had to yes. change it up a bit this year. But can you tell be, us a little bit about what, what it was like before? What what when we get back to the new normal? What it's going to look like? In, yeah, uh, look no, like in it's the past. It's an awesome event. I don't want to. No, take you've it. already oh, heard you're hey. doing a great job. <laughs> you both can like jump in here. <laughs> well, it really is one of my favorite events because it's it's a lovely afternoon. It's primarily women who attend the mm-hmm. fashion show, but we have a mix of professional models along with our women that are in the program, walking the runway, showcasing clothing. It's a great luncheon, great time to just mix and mingle with other women. And then you can actually view the, uh, the auction items there in person. Gotcha. So we'll be back. I mean, don't you think next year we'll be back in person? Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I've gotten the vaccine. I, have you guys gotten vaccinated yet? Or I'm still on the wait list, but... Yes, that you have to be yeah. really <laughs> about it. Um, so that hopefully next year we'll be back to that format. I think so. Where do you get the clothing from? It's uh, from Somerset. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I know Somerset. Where do we have that? When we get back to before oh, COVID. it's at the Royal Park. Royal gotcha. Park. Royal Park. It's a one, okay. wonderful event. Yes. Absolutely wonderful. It it is. Royal Park. Mm-hmm. And the Royal Park is just a beautiful, beautiful um I would, I would oh, imagine. Are you in the ballroom venue. there, like with the? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. I did look there for the wedding. We ended up oh, going somewhere yeah. else, but it was beautiful. <laughs> My gosh. Um, okay, and then what's the other one in April? Um, other event, excuse me. I think. Are you thinking of our walk in August? Yes. Um, yes. And I. Or have, I'm sorry, not the walk in August. The golf outing in August. You golf got the golf. Outing. You know what? Why don't you tell me all the events that are going on? And I'm, I'm going to stop like trying to pull it from my brain. Let me look at the exact date so I make sure we're talking about the same thing. So we do have our golf outing on August 9th. Um, Pastor, you like to actually golf in that. So is there anything you want to well, tell people? Well, it's about? a wonderful event. Of course, uh, these, these events are so important to us. Having to raise that $7 million, mm-hmm. we live according to our budget. We don't spend money we don't have. Mm-hmm. And these events um, are not only a great time, uh, but you learn more about Grace Centers of Hope. And, and I think you're, you become um, very happy that you've become a, a part of us, of mm-hmm. our family. The golf outing uh, is August 9th, and uh, it's a shotgun start registration. It's at o- Oakland University. Yep. Um, we have both courses, right? We do, yeah. We take over both. And usually they are filled. So mm-hmm. if Fantastic. you're a golfer, you would certainly enjoy being at our golf outing. Well, uh, I will put all that information when I post this on to the Facebook page. I'll, I'll uh, get all this information as well and how to uh, sign up for it. I, my grandparents were big, big golfers. My, my nanny, my, my grandmother, we called her nanny. Um, and Grandpa were members of Oakland Hills, and they won tor- tournaments and all that. Unfortunately, the two eldest grandchildren, myself and my sister, were not very – we did not get the golfing gene. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. We went and would take classes for summers. Like, oh, it was very embarrassing. I, I could not swing a golf club to save my life. And this is after many years of taking classes. <laughs> I would try, but if you if it does get um, filled up, I'll just be somebody wearing plaid pants and a, <laughs> and a hat and the you know having a beer on the sidelines. 
and I'll uh, be watching. <laughs> I think that's a fun part about the golf outing is it's not it doesn't have to be competitive. Oh, okay. Well, it doesn't have to be. (laughs) You can go out and have fun and just know you're supporting our our men's program. Gotcha. Um, And then, oh, now I remember. Well, I found it in my notes. So WJR Takeover. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. mm -hmm, That's next Next week. Next week, next Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And what's that entail? Well, mainly, uh, you know, I do the spots. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have... uh, one real early in the morning. 6.30. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there answering the phones at 6.30 in the morning if anyone wants to call and donate. Yeah. 6.30, 9.30. Usually around 4. Yeah. And so, one in the afternoon. So it's like a telethon? You call, people can call in it, and make donations? Yes. It's kind of like that. Um, yeah. They can call in and, and support Grace Center's all. And it gotcha. usually turns out great. Gotcha. Okay. Well... We'll also put that up on uh, the Facebook page as well. Okay, so you got the fashion show, the golf classic, WJR takeover, and the walkathon September 25th at the Detroit Zoo. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, and the great thing about that is it is outdoors, so mm-hmm. it's one of those events that we feel confident it can happen this yeah. year. Now, that one we are... Really looking for sponsors. If anyone would like to sponsor on the watch, yeah. What are the um, What are the different um, sponsorships? Yeah, sponsorships. Oh, there's a uh, the gold medal uh, sponsorship is ten thousand. Uh, the silver is five thousand. The bronze is three thousand. Um, champion is one thousand, and then there's a supporting sponsor is five hundred. Gotcha. All right, so if anybody is looking to sponsor, we've got some wonderful options there. (laughs) Okay, and then your meal ticket campaign. Well, you know, we just had our Easter meal ticket campaign, but I always think meal tickets are important all year round. Um, You know, it's a great thing. I I see a lot of companies getting involved in that. We actually Mm -hmm. have physical meal tickets where you can, you know, write your name and hang it. It's a great way to, if you were doing it, say, as a company or a school group, to really challenge each other, get motivated. Each of our meals costs $2.05, so we sell the tickets for $2.05. And it's a wonderful way to support uh, our our residents mm-hmm. in providing those meals for them. Gotcha. So... If you wanted to donate to buy meal tickets, where would you go to, to do that? Well, you can actually do it right online through okay. our website. Or if you want to set up something like at a workplace, you can contact me directly and I'll provide the um, signage and the actual meal tickets themselves. Okay, fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's nice. That's a nice uh, idea, like having the actual meal tickets so you, you know that you've yeah. Actually, you have a receipt there. Yeah, I, th- I think that's why it's kind of fun sometimes for companies to do. Yeah. You know, the departments challenge each other, and and you can kind of see that support in person. Okay. The so, amount of food donated is just awesome, too. People uh, donating uh, food to Grace Centers. We serve that 120,000 meals plus. Um you know, for less than, I don't know, five cents a piece, mm-hmm. a meal. I mean, with the amount of food that's donated. Mm-hmm. Now, do you, um, 
like if if Sarah's Bath Boutique wanted to do a food drive for you, is that something that you would be interested in? Oh, absolutely. All right, well, we'll talk later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will provide a collection box for you. That would be great. Yeah, that, yeah. that would be I awesome. I remember we used to have canned food drives. Mm-hmm. Um, and would just receive a tremendous amount. Children in high school or junior high would uh, have a canned food drive. Mm-hmm. We welcome those things. Seeing people helping people, getting involved in a in a real way. Mm-hmm. Of course, we appreciate uh, folks who write the checks, but folks who come and work on our houses and volunteer and come alongside and getting their hands dirty um, and um, helping our kids uh, in our learning center, uh, those are such important things to do for people to get involved. Yeah, and... I don't. Uh, do you know the actress Emma Thompson? Uh, Love Actually. She um, probably in her mid fifties, blonde hair. Anyway, British. Uh, I, she quietly, and I just found this out. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people know this, but I just found this out. She quietly adopted a um, child soldier when he was a little little boy um, from Africa, and he grew up to become a international human rights attorney. And so whenever I see programs like this where you are, you know, focusing on the kids too, not just the parents and, you know, getting the kids back to the parents, but also the kids, you know, you're helping save that resource, save that, um, the, the potential there. Because I feel like an ounce of compassion and an ounce of direction in a child goes such a far way because we don't know what... That Emma Thompson's adopted son. You never. We know. Know, we don't know what would have happened, but now he's. And I know international human rights is a really, really difficult area of law to get into. I tried. I don't speak another language, so that I was already out out, out of the <laughs> gate. So, um, but it's it's so, you know, kids are like you were saying. They they bounce back so quickly, and they have so much potential, and they can they. Really, like they can be a cowboy astronaut if they want to be in their head when they're a kid. And, you know, that might actually end up becoming a, you know, physics degree or this, that, or the third. So I do, and, you know, it helps us with our uh, um, retirement and the Social Security. I mean, it's nice to have some people with actual, you know, degrees. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) hey, I'm not going to get Social Security until I'm 75, so... (laughs) But that joking aside, I, I find that focusing on the kids and trying to get them into a family situation or a you know loving, supported, you know safe situation goes such a long way, just in society in general. You know, when I was um, when I first went to Pontiac Rescue Mission, um, that the children that we were getting, most of them had lived in the back seat of a car in a vacant house. Mm-hmm. Um, they just had very little stability and the love and the attention that they desperately needed. And we started our, uh, what we called our computer classes for these kids. And uh, I announced that I would, for every A and or B that they got on their report cards, mm-hmm. that was back during the A and B. I don't know whether they still do A and B or not. Oh, I still had A and B, C and D. <laughs> anyway. Well, I would give them 50 cents. Um, the last time that we had report cards Sunday, 
I think Miss Pam and I gave $850. (laughs) Uh, So we soon put that into the budget, Report Card Sunday. If I give my report cards to you, can I get the 50 cents? Uh, I I can go print off my transcripts. It will be great. (laughs) Our kids are such great responders to the love and attention that they get Mm -hmm. at, at Grace Centers of Hope. Yeah. And respond in a real positive way, living with mom or dad, mm-hmm. or mom and dad, um, and becoming a part of that community. Um, I think that's just so, so very important. I have, I have, uh, I'm nearly 77, you knew that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, years old. I, I've been having this burning desire to, to start a school for our kids that, uh, where they can get a number one attention. They're not throwaway kids. Our mm-hmm. people are not throwaway. They're very intelligent. Homeless people are not just people we throw away. Mm-hmm. They're gifted and talented. And once that, um, that life is restored to some normalty, uh, they respond in a wonderful, wonderful way. People often say, you know, Pastor, why on earth would you be in Pontiac, Michigan, in a downtown, inner-city, drug-infested place, uh, in a church that? We own Clutch Cargo. You remember? I don't know whether you remember the old Clutch. That's good if you don't remember. (laughs) No, I think I I went once my late teens, because it was an 18 and up. Yes. But anyway, it wasn't my scene. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, it was an old congregational church building, beautiful building right downtown mm-hmm. there. And um, we obtained, that's, that's our place of worship, the mission's place of worship um, there. And many of those people attended uh, that years and years ago. We're seeing Pontiac restored. It's... Uh, you know, it's the county seat of Oakland County, first, second, third wealthiest county in the United States, mm-hmm. Oakland County. Um, to see Pontiac come back, uh, I think it's a, just a, an awesome thing, and I think we're having a part in that. And there are some gorgeous homes uh, that have been run down, but ooh, beautiful, beautiful architecture. So yes. it is really worth saving and rehabbing um, those homes and uh, the lives that are around there, too. And, uh, cl- you know, Clutch Cargo was a beautiful old congregational church building that we've restored to what it looked like 100 years ago. So it's inside and outside. It's just an awesome structure mm-hmm. there in downtown Pontiac. Well, they don't build it like they used to. No, they don't. Anymore. So, yeah, yeah. It, I, I, I'll have to go take a look at yeah, those. Yeah, we'd love for you to come by and see yeah. it. Um, so... You know, I grew up in Birmingham, and I remember having to go to uh, one of the Pontiac high schools to take the SATs. And it, mm-hmm. it, it I mean, this is you know, 20 years ago. Uh, and it was, it, it, I have driven, you know, around there, and I've had to go down there since, and it, it has really been changing. And I've noticed that probably not as fast as most of us would like to see it, but it is changing. And, and, you know, now that I know your organization is down there and the homes are all the homes that people go to after the one year in your facilities, they go to a home 
And are those all located in Pontiac? They're all in Pontiac, right in a, what I would call in a, well, a community, a cluster. We don't have them spread out all over the city. Mm-hmm. There's really a sense of community. That, that's important mm-hmm. for the restoration where they hold one another accountable to and they're living there where they can watch and be careful with one another in the drug situation. Well, and you don't kick people out. So they, your residents get drug tested um, once they're in the after program. Every week. Yeah, and if they fail a drug test, you don't kick them out. They go back into your facility for 30 days? That's a right, month? Yeah. 30 days. Yeah, and that was another thing that set you aside because it's, there's always financial strains, and if you, know, you can save you know, X amount of lives and have people trying really hard and it's I don't want to say easy that's not the right word but it's the only one that's coming to mind right now it's easy to be like okay look you didn't do follow the program you're not doing this right go find somebody some find somewhere else to to get your help because all of these people have been working really hard and you seem to have just fallen off the the wagon again and I think one thing for us all to remember is that uh, relapse is a part of all of our life I know I've been trying to lose weight. I think I relapsed over the weekend uh, with regard to eating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's a battle. Uh, it is. A, it is a battle. I'm my, losing the battle right now. Oh, my husband Brad brought, brought Doritos home the other day. I love Doritos. I can't eat Doritos if I eat, if I even look at a bag of Doritos. I gain like at least two pounds around my hips. Like it. My husband's six one and very thin. We we weigh the same, only I'm 5'5", five five and he's 6'2", six, oh six really. But so, yes, thanks, Brad, honey. Um, but no, so, yes, that's a funnier uh, analogy, you know. We all try to lose weight at some point in our life and relapse. But, yeah, I've had friends who have um, suffered with addiction and family members. So, it, yeah, yeah, it, it touches everyone um and, and but it's usually not discussed in polite company but it does have a very far-reaching yeah. um hold on probably probably almost everybody I, I i'll go out on a limb and say pretty much everybody probably has somebody that they know who is addicted or is a recovering addict and they may not know that but i i, I do i do You're think right. that a lot of people do so um, you uh, go through, like if I were to come to Grace Centers of Hope and want to change my life, and I'd walk through your doors, what, I, I know this is going to be like an elevator speech, but what are the um, programs that I would go through and what's the hope for the end result? Mm-hmm. Well, most of our people have come to Grace Centers of Hope after trying several rehab programs, Mm -hmm. 15, 16. Um, And, you know, sometimes um, I have said we do our work a yard from hell. Uh, These drugs are the most powerful things I've ever seen in my life, where a mother will sell her children, leave her children, uh, a father, desert his family. The most horrendous things happen. Mm-hmm. In, in addiction. It's a powerful, powerful demon. 
uh, lives ruined and destroyed. So coming to Grace Centers, we start with our life skill program. We're just learning. For instance, if you're, if you're a mother, how to be a good mother, mm-hmm. how to take care of your babies. Um, I can tell horrendous stories of moms who come to Grace Centers. I can remember now I'm thinking about a time I saw a mother in our downstairs program who had been there with a, just an infant. She had just given birth maybe a couple of weeks before, but she had a bottle, and she was forcing clabbered milk down that child's throat. Mm-hmm. Um, she had no idea how to take care of that baby. I think sometimes we take family for granted. We think everybody has this nice, quiet little, and that children have been raised to be good mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not necessarily the case. Or dads to be great dads. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think family is very, very important in stressing the idea of family. But when they come in there, they'll learn all kinds of things. Um, I remember in our early days, as far as uh, financial accountability, having having a savings account or a checking account, mm-hmm. sometimes they don't even know how to write a check. They've never written a check. Um, there are some of our ladies that never held a job till they got to Grace Centers of Hope and working in our thrift stores. Mm-hmm. Um and where are those thrift stores uh, located? Uh, Warren, Oak yeah. Park, Sterling Heights, and Waterford. And what are they called? Grace Centers of Hope Thrift Stores. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. And those are of tremendous help to us. And mm-hmm. We appreciate all those that donate to our thrift stores. I mean, they bring in 45% mm-hmm. or yeah. close to that mm-hmm. of our budget dollars. So very, very important. Great place to shop, too. Oh, I, I do like a good thrift store. I, I do. Most of the stuff in my uh, shop is from the thrift store that I've rehabbed. And oh, that's a learning process. That's an exponentially like increased learning um, curve there. But okay, so I come in. I go to um, the... I learn how to... Through the life skills program, I, I learn financial accountability, jobs, uh, I get job training. There's a job training. There's a, a, our educational center there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how many people got their GED this past year. Do you have I that I think stat? I might have that. Uh, we had seven GED graduates last year. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. I really do think that education helps far more than we give it credit for. So that, that's, that's great. And many of our folks go on to college. Uh, get their degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think we've kind of two things. I think have happened in our country. First, we've taught people to learn on government taking care of them, mm-hmm. H- handouts rather than a hand up. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's one thing. And then we've looked at people uh, as throwaway people, or, or not in my backyard. Uh, you know, I've had so many comments about, you know, why don't you go to Birmingham? Why don't you go to, well, you know, why don't you go here and set up a homeless shelter there from folks in Pontiac? Mm-hmm. Uh, this was years ago. But we're seeing some great things happen with people who lost their lives in addiction, uh, getting their life back. Uh, what I was going to say is um, 
when you come into Grace Centers, the first three months are kind of tough. Well, I imagine so. Yeah, kind of tough because you're, you're off the drug. Well, it's a complete paradigm shift, too, I'm sure, it for is. a lot of people. It really is. And it's sometimes hard to... Uh, the first... Um, I was a student attorney at the Public Defender's Office in Washington the summer after my first year of law school. Um, and I was able to uh, you know, be the attorney with my supervising attorney uh, for folks who were charged with misdemeanors up to one year in jail or punishable for up to one year in jail. Um, that was the first, like I said before, I grew up in Birmingham, not a lot of diversity. It, there's a, it's a stereotype for a reason there. And um, you learn real quick you can't judge. And that in law school, I mean, it's, you're already like going through a lot of stuff when you're in <laughs> higher education. Um, but learning that you can't judge. And then when I, because there's something always going on. And this was actually during, I had a really great conversation with um, uh, former police chief in uh, village council, uh, pro tem, uh, Jerry Narsh, uh, about the heroin epidemic. And this was really when it was starting to come out that it's, it's coming to um, urban areas and wealthy areas. And there are not enough beds in rehab facilities to, to account and to help, meaningfully help all these new addicts. And then the um, opioid uh, crisis was hitting the fan as well at that point. So... I learned back in 2009, 10, that this was an issue. And then I just saw it just exponentially grow and just get out of control until two, I think it was 2014 or 15 when the government started to really have to crack down on it. Um, and now I guess some of these pharmace uh, pharmaceutical companies have like $2 billion in, um, they have to pay right. to yeah. all of these victims. Yeah. And unfortunately, some of it's not the victim itself, it's the families, because the victim's no longer around. Uh, so you learn you can't judge. Everybody's got something else going on. And then when I was a plaintiff attorney uh, for a medical malpractice, I did OB-GYN med mal. And you have women who have gone through the worst thing that they can possibly have gone through, you know, either losing a baby, having an ectopic pregnancy, losing the ability to have another child or having a hysterectomy that didn't you know, nick your bowel or ureter. So all of these things are happening to these people, and they do things. And, you know, sometimes they weren't living the best or the, the most ideal life before this stuff happens mm -hmm. to them. And then this thing happens, and it hits you like a freight train, and the judicial system's not going to help you as much as everybody has led, been led to believe because of movies and stuff. Or TV shows, and then what's what's after that? They get a prescription, and then it goes downhill. And by the time I see them, you know they've been dealing with something for years. Yeah. And so, no, nobody's a throwaway, and rehabilitation is possible. But everybody, everyone else, has to take a step back and be like, look, you know what? I can't. We can't judge because we all have something. And so that's what I liked about the approach you were taking is it's the whole person. And it's, you know, you're taking the judginess away. 
but you're replacing it with accountability. And that that's there's it's nuance, but it's very important. That nuance is very important. So I like how, you know, you're in the program for a year at your facility and then you go to the after program and you're accountable. And so what you, you have to have a a savings account with over a thousand dollars in it, right? Yeah, you have to have enough money to get out of the center and rent your place over in Little Grace Village. Gotcha. And um, how much is it a month, or is it is it around four hundred and fifty dollars? Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, that's cheaper than my uh, apartment in college. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so you get to so you do that, and that's two years for two years. And then you have opportunity to purchase your own house through us, through gotcha. Grace Centers of Hope. I think we have about, I don't know, 12 homeowners. Uh, some of them have already paid their house off. I mean, they live in, a, in our community. Mm-hmm. Much of our staff uh, are employed by us, have gone through our program and graduated from the program and are giving back in in that way. You know, one of the... Uh, conflicts at the Grace Centers, and it's, 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 I often say this, I know you're praying for the addict, but pray for the enabler. Mom and dad can be such an enabler. They love their kid. Mm -hmm. I know, I'm thinking of one young man that told me he used to tell his mother, if you don't give me $50 right now to go get my drug, I'm going to rob a bank. I'm going to go to Lowe's or one of those companies and I'm going to steal what I can steal. I'm I'm going to get it somewhere. If you don't want me to go to jail, and of course, mom falls. Yep. Because, you know, jails, that's that's not where you want your son to be. Yep. That's actually, so I'm I'm really glad you brought that up because the enabler, pray for the enabler. Um, How many... I'm sure you see a lot of relapses um, and people coming back. How many times, I'm not going to hold you to these numbers, just in your experience, would it be, you know, the person goes back to either a spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, or a family where it's, it's the same situation and the enabling has happened and, they, and they, you see them again at your doorstep? Right back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have people, there are a lot of relapses. There are a lot. But what gives us the courage to overcome those is to see people really, truly, honestly getting their like back. Like I had lunch today with five of our guys who are now married and have their own families and are living there in Grace Village. I had lunch with them today. They're just outstanding young men and 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 parents and dad, you know, and are doing so well. Yes, there is relapse and there's going to be relapse, but having stability there, having a place there that know you're, that's going to be understanding, mm-hmm. um, but are going to hold you accountable uh, for your life choices and, and is going to love you and not throw you away. Mm-hmm. That's, that's so important. So um, I did reach out to Misty beforehand and she gave me a couple of uh, heads up. So she didn't tell me the answers to any of these questions, but I, I was my interest was really piqued when she's like, "Ask about the marriages, pastor has done between residents." So apparently, 
that must have been something that has happened where people meet each other who are recovering and fall in love and get married. I don't have a number to tell you how many, but a whole lot of folks met at Grace Centers of Hope, fell in love, uh, got off drugs. And I was thinking about those five guys I was sitting at the table have have children now. They mm-hmm. met uh, at Grace Centers, married their wife there, and she's working with Ms. Clark uh, at the Women's Center. And uh, those those kids, uh, I see them every Sunday at, at church. I was thinking about while we were talking a few moments ago about a little girl that came up to me Sunday. She's eight years old, and she said, Pastor, I want to sing pretty soon at church. I want to sing a solo. Uh-huh. So I've, I've asked my mom, and she said to ask you. I said, well, make sure that happens. She's just a beautiful kid. You take, um, you know, and I, I know they won't mind. I'm going to mention their names. Mm-hmm. I know they won't mind me telling this story. Keep it at first names if that's okay. Yes. Yeah, Sarah and Ryan. Sarah came from New Mexico, heard about Grace Centers of Hope, she had uh, been using and just totally destroying her life um, and r- wrote and said she wanted to come. And some people, I announced that at church there was a young lady in New Mexico. There was a couple who was attending church, got online, bought her a ticket, flew her here. She met Ryan, who mm-hmm. had lived here locally and come to Grace Centers and they're married and have their first baby and um, just bought their first house. They're in the village. They own their first house, got a mortgage, mm-hmm. not with us, but with the bank. Uh, that's how far those two kids have come. Um, it's amazing to see the couples whose lives are restored and they have a good marriage. Well, I imagine, you know, when you're going through recovery from an addiction, Having somebody who knows what you're going through is important because there's some there's some things that you go through when you recover from addiction um, that are unique to that to that condition. It really is. So medical, emotional. I, I I assume that there's a deeper connection there. There's no one that knows an addict like another addict, and can. Uh, knows not to be an enabler, how not to be an That's enabler. very true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And knows if you're, you know, BSing them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I don't mean this in an ugly way or to be down on anyone, but um, the attic is the best con in the world. They really are. They've mm-hmm. learned to con their way during their addiction out there in the world. Mm-hmm. And... You just uh, you have to watch what you believe. Well, and again, an addict knows an addict. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, we've learned a lot about Grace Centers of Hope. Now it's time to learn a little bit more about you guys. <laughs> so we do this. Uh, well, I do this. It's my show, so I can do whatever I want. No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> to a certain degree. Um, I ask you three random questions, and as a thank you for participating, you can ask me one random question. Oh. Let me go grab my dad. Mm. I forgot 
turn off my phone. You guys were nice enough to turn off your phones beforehand, <laughs> and I did not turn off mine. All right. Are these really what, what are we going to do? We're... So I'm going to ask you three questions. I'll start off with two, and then you guys can ask me one. Okay. And that will be mine. Okay. So first question. What was one thing that made you smile last week? And we'll start with you, Pastor. Uh, I spent the week with my wife down in Myrtle Beach. I was continuously smiling, resting. Yes. Well, it was nice and warm. It's gotten warm than cold. Michigan was, can't make up its mind. It was warmer up here last week than it was at Myrtle uh, Beach. Oh, it was. I mean, it was close <laughs> to <laughs> 80, I think, one day. But it also snowed last week, so... <laughs> variety i remember the cartoon rugrats did you guys I ever yet mm-hmm. um and they had one uh like in the beginning it, it showed like sunny then an autumn day and then uh you know winter day etc and then the dad goes wow it's been a really crazy week we've had this week and i'm like that is michigan in a nutshell <laughs> right there completely so, missy what was the one thing that made you smile last week uh my daughter finished her exams on Friday and officially graduated high school? from Lake Orion High School. Congratulations. Yeah. That, it's April. She graduated early. They let them do that? Oh, mm-hmm. man. I, gra- I grew it's up in the wrong unusual, time. It's an unusual year. Got, so, well, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. That's awesome. That, it's a big deal. It is. All right. Question number two. What movie, book, or play influenced you the most? We'll start with you, Pastor. What movie or book? And I know the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) That was going to be my answer. Yeah, I know, I know. (laughs) Besides the Bible. Uh, Pilgrim's Progress. You've ever heard of it? I have not. It is a, um, a very famous book that was written, it's an allegory about a man and his struggles in life uh, from a Christian perspective, but Pilgrim's Progress. Okay. All right. And same for you. <laughs> Not the Bible. I, 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 we're just going to assume that the Bible and then the, the second most influential. I don't know. That's going to be really tough to say. Uh, come back to me on that one. Or a movie. Or, yeah, or a movie or play. Hmm. I'm going to think about that for a minute. Okay. Okay. And before I, an- I, I do the, the last one, I'll let you ask oh, me the okay. one question. Do you have a fear that you think is irrational? Yes. I forgot I put that one in there. Usually the ones that I don't want to answer myself, I <laughs> put in a specific place in the deck. Yes, I do. Um, I know this is kind of odd because I live on Lake Orion, but big bodies of water make me nervous. I, I know how to swim. I, I scuba dive. I All of that. But for some reason, I think it's because when I was a kid, I was obsessed with the Loch Ness Monster. And, um, you know, the I oh, my God, my husband's going to be mad at me. He's big car guy boat guy but um the boat that broke i think the sound barrier 
was that was done on Loch Ness. And when it turned around, when the guy turned the boat around, um, he hit a wave, flipped, and died. Mm. But the wave was, the, it was kind of oddly shaped, like almost how you would imagine Nessie to look. So ever since I'm like, okay, well, now big bodies of water. Nope. <laughs> so. And then the, it's deep. And if you, don't, if you can't see the bottom, like what, what is under there? Mm. I mean, we live on Lake Orion and there's supposedly a dragon there. So it's a dragon. Actually, really? I, I think it was like a bunch of kids like 100 years ago who like sunk a boat and it looked like a dragon. But all right. So that's my un- irrational fear. What's your movie or play or oh, book? Oh, gosh, you're holding me to that. Um, I, I really don't know. I'm having a tough time thinking of something. Oh, think and back to like language too. arts in high school. Come on. <laughs> We've got the great Gatsby. you got... Pride and Prejudice, um, Catcher in the Rye, come on. All right, I'll ask you the third one, and then we'll come back. Okay. Because I understand how the brain works. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't understand that, but um, sometimes you think of it when you're thinking of something else. Okay. What was your best Halloween costume as a kid and as an adult? Wow. Uh, it's always something. Well, I yes. mean, really scary. Curious. Really scary? A monster. <laughs> was it a dragon? Yeah. A dragon on the lake? Yeah, a dragon on the lake. Yeah, perhaps? A dragon on the lake. <laughs> Just, you know, those scary faces of... Oh, the masks that kind of smell like yeah. weird because they're plastic? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I could never wear those because <laughs> I, I just didn't like the like the fumes that came off of them, but... All right, and how about you? Uh, well, one that I remember clearly was a princess, mm-hmm. and my brother was a prince, and my mom had made the costume. Nice. So I loved that one, and she still has pictures of it. Nice. And as an adult? Uh, well, I would say, I mean, this past year I went as, you know, someone from the 80s. That's an easy go-to oh, because yeah. my closet is full and I still have my crimper from ninth grade. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is amazing. You know, when I was in high school, crimping came back in, well, middle school, mm-hmm. um, you know, because Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, yeah. we're all doing the crimping with their, Ooh, I'm glad that that trend has gone because my hair would have been even more damaged than it is. Uh-huh. Usually, Pastor, I'm bleach blonde. This is, this is all new. Oh. With like a faux faux hawk. I, it's a little bit longer than a faux hawk. But um, yeah, I'm growing it out now. But So usually it, it's, it's already very damaged. And if we were still crimping our hair, it would just be all, it would be gone. <laughs> My husband's bald. I would have looked like him. <laughs> but uh, okay, so book, movie, or play? Oh, okay, okay well, let's just do this. Favorite movie? Uh, well, this is going to sound really lame, but it's Clueless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you would like me to recite every line, I could do that, but that's going to take an hour and a half. Um, we got time. We got time. No, I actually, you know what? I've seen Clueless, you know, within the last 10 years for the second time, and I, I have a much bigger appreciation for that movie as I've gotten older. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's actually quite a good movie. There's a lot of depth there that it doesn't get the credit it deserves right. for. Yes. So, 
That is that's pretty I am influential. deeper than that, I promise. Well, well like I your, just said, it's deep you movie. You a ninth grade hair curler? It's a crimper. Mm-hmm. Oh. I bet neither of you remember the orange hands. My wife used to use her, when we were dating, I remember she had these curlers, but she would use an empty can. Oh, like a soda can. Yeah. Yeah. You remember when the girls did that? I mean, I've seen pictures. Of <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, no, now you can get the Velcro ones, mm-hmm. the Velcro curlers. Yes. 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 But that always, I burnt, I just burnt, I, I, I don't burn my hair often when I'm blow drying it, but I was using those curlers and one Burned. came out and it like took out a chunk. I was like, oh. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm glad it's longer now. Yeah. <laughs> my hair, I should say. Because uh, that would have been terrible if like when I had my flip, it would have just been like missing like a chunk in the wave. So, um. Okay, so anything else? I know there's probably another, you know, two to five hours worth of stuff you would like to talk about, uh, Grace Centers of Hope. But anything else that you can, you want to put well, out there right now? Because you, know, you, you like... were quoted saying in an article in December 2020, <laughs> uh, it's the best kept secret. Yeah. So let's not make I'm, it a secret. That I would wholeheartedly agree. And I was just going to uh, answer um, in this way. I would invite those who are listening to us today to come and see for yourself. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for a place where you can uh, volunteer, where you can help people and give back, Grace Centers is that place, a non-government funded program that's truly seeing people get their life back. Mm-hmm. And our volunteers, are so, we couldn't do it without our volunteers. Hundreds of volunteers come to Grace Centers of Hope. Uh, and I think the proof is in the pudding. Come and see. Mm-hmm. See if this is real. And see if it's a real, real place. I think it is the best kept secret in Oakland County. Maybe in the United States. I don't, and I don't mean this in a haughty or bragging way, but I don't, know of an, <laughs> I don't know of another Grace Centers of Hope that does what uh, we see being done there with people getting their life back and building community and family. Are you uh, affiliated with any other um, groups or uh, organizations nationwide? Well, there is an association of Christian thrift stores and mm-hmm. a, a Christian rescue missions. Um, that there is a, a, a soft part um, in regard to uh, rescue missions uh, mm-hmm. with what we do. Gotcha. But when, and when I think it's important people check us out, like you checked us out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, like I said, I, I took what I heard from everyone, and Misty made it really, really easy to donate. So I didn't feel like I needed to, but. Prepare, yeah, I, I do prepare for this show, I so I thought important. I would actually <laughs> put, I think that's important. Go to Charity Navigator. Yeah, and, and your website. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm on the Village Council, and I've been getting on uh, the case about our, our website and just uh, making it easier to see everything. And I, I wasn't kidding. I, I clicked on your mission, and I, and I started having like, well, what if you know somebody comes in that's not of the same faith, what happens? And I was like scrolling and right there, like literally I just doing 
And there it was. My answer to my question was right there. And it was, I think that's a very important question too. Uh, so it was right there. It was great. All the information that I needed that I, that was pressing, I could find right a click away. So anything you would like to add? I was going to say kind of the same thing. I love to give tours, talk on the phone, what, whatever you need. Start with our website, check it out. But we love to have people come and look firsthand. I always say my job is to help people find their joy in giving. Mm -hmm. So there's so many different ways to get involved. So the first step is to just come check it out and see how you kind of fit into uh, either give back, volunteer, whatever it is. So how would we get into contact with you? If, like if somebody was watching and they wanted yeah. to reach out? You can call the center directly. Okay. It's 248-334-2187. You can call my extension is 1121. Um, or certainly, you know, like I said, look at our website. You can email us. Everyone's email is kind of the same, first, last name. So I'm mphillips at gracecentersofhope.org. Um, yeah, we'd love to have people come in and, and take a look and see what we do. And you're local. So you can also come and have a meeting at Stars Bath. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, If you want to chat. (laughs) Um, Yep. So I appreciate your time. Thank you so much, you guys. Uh, Misty and Superman. I mean, (laughs) Pastor Clark. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you guys for listening. And we will see you about town.